Hello, and welcome back to the Creepy and Weird podcast. This is our second episode. Uh, So if you watched the first one, hopefully you're here at this one. And uh, today our topic are horror movies. Yes, and we'll be discussing some of our our own favorite movies and some of our sort of shared mutual favorites. So starting with my uh, top five movie pick uh, for uh, my list, uh, I have to uh, cite uh, Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. I love this movie. I know a lot of people who have always been wishy-washy on it, but, you know, I always thought it's great. Uh, it's a 1996 uh, horror comedy film, filmed by Peter Jackson, starring Michael J. Fox, D. Wallace Stone, Jake Busey. Um, and, yeah, it's. I think the story's great. I love it. And uh, I, I don't mind the the beginning where, you know, going into the story, you meet Michael J. Fox's character, you know, and he's this paranormal uh, con man, pretty much. But he's not, you know, he, he does see dead people. He really does. He just uses them to make money. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I think that uh, that nice little that that comedy element kind of like, you know, gets you comfortable so, you know, when you get to the second act in the movie, you know, when you get the real introduction to Jake Busey and D. Wallace Stone's serial killing couple characters and he's dead, um, I, 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 I think it's really, you know, uh, it, 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 it's a little bit of element of surprise. And I also forgot Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs is in it, too. And, uh, you know, I, I loved him in it. Um, I thought him and Michael J. Fox actually played really good off of each other, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, that's uh, one of my, that's my number five pick. Yeah, we got to get Jeffrey Combs in there, right? Yeah. And and that was why I, I thought, okay, well, you know, in The Frighteners, he's in it. So mm. just proves that I don't hate Jeffrey Combs. Yeah going to apologize in advance tonight um, in the event that I have a feline invader. Uh, my cat got uh, pretty sick a few days before Halloween and had to go to the emergency vet and he was at the vet for a few days and he just came home today. So he's pretty, pretty affectionate and he happy needs, to be home. He needs love and affection. Yeah, he does. He does. And sometimes he likes to try to be my co-host. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Okay, so um, on the topic of Jeffrey Combs, I'm going to pick Reanimator as my number five. And it is loosely based on H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West Reanimator. And I think it's one of the more fun uh, Lovecraftian movies out there, and and I enjoy the, the sort of um, over-the-topness of, of some of it, and the green glowing goo and, and such. I just think of the head. Yeah, and the reanimated head and, and things like that. <laughs> that. That infamous scene. As the title suggests, it's um, Herbert West is a mad scientist type that you know, brings the dead back to life. Jeffrey Combs is great, though. Mm. So now at our number four spot, uh, my pick is Dog Soldiers. 
It's a 2002 action horror film directed uh, by Neil Marshall. Um, you might know him from, you know, some episodes of uh, Game of Thrones that he directed or his movie, The Descent. Um, it also stars uh, Sean Pertwee and Leon Cunningham, who also was in Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, I don't know if have you ever seen this movie? No, it is fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. Um, it's another like that. Uh, you know, they, they, it, there is the action. It is action horror, but it, all, it also has some black comedy in it. And it, it, it times it reminds me very much of Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, too, uh, with the way some of the humor is. But we have a group of uh, Scottish soldiers. They are out in the highlands and uh, they're on like a field exercise. And uh, they have a choice encounter with um, shit. <laughs> they aren't Scottish soldiers. I'm sorry. They're British. But they're still out in the Scottish Highlands. My brain's not in it today. Oh, I'm sorry. So anyways, yes, British soldiers. And they're out doing a field exercise and uh, encounter some werewolves. So it's a great werewolf movie, and it is a lot of fun. It's action, it's comedy, it's horror, it's great. And it poses the question, you know, as to, or it gives more, it gives you the answer as to why you don't shoot the dog. You shouldn't shoot the dogs, yeah. Shouldn't shoot the dogs. Never shoot the dogs. Unless it's Cujo. Well. There is that one exception. And Old Yeller. So, um, moving on, my number four is Werner Herzog's version of Nosferatu. And possibly just because I want Herzog on my list because I, I fucking love that guy. But, uh, and I also, uh, fucking love Klaus Kinski. So, you know, get a, like a Kinski Herzog movie. And I think, uh, this is one, I was watching, um, the documentary, My Best Fiend. And that's, um, it's a pun that works in both English and German, you know, my best friend being, you move the letters around is like, anyway, it's a documentary about Herzog and Kinski and it was just wild, these two, you know, and the thing about Nosferatu, I mean, he, he didn't do a whole lot of horror stuff, but Nosferatu is very visually pleasing with the lighting and such and mood and just just the cinematography and things are really beautiful, and um, Isabella Johnny is very pretty. Kinski, with a shaved head, plays Nosferatu. I think I read that everyone was very high the whole filming process, <laughs> so, so like if they look like really spaced out and shit, it's because they fucking were high, and you know. But but it's great though because it sort of feeds into the mood and. You know, I oh, I just fucking love Herzog. Just something. I was about actually the just uh, talking uh, with someone the other night about this version of Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. So now to our number three. Uh, my pick is Rob Zombie's Thirty One. Uh, this is. I, I I know my list has had like a lot of newer movies, but I I still hold the classics near and dear to my heart. But as as times change and we change. Uh, this has been my, uh, lately over the past couple of years, these have been my picks. Um, but yeah, Rob Zombie's 31, uh, came out 2016. 
And um, I mean, it's your, it's, it's what you would expect from a Rob Zombie movie. You know, it's gritty, gory, but um, I actually like the story for this. And I thought that there were some really good acting performances. Uh, Richard Brake was just great as Doomhead. Um, also we had, you know, E.G. Daly. I, I, I don't know why, but I really actually found her, uh, appearance in this movie really amusing. Uh, you know, um, along with Meg Foster, I don't know why I just totally blanked on her, her name, but you know, Meg Foster's in it too. Um, so it's, it's another Malcolm McDowell and a few other people. So it's one of those Rob Zombie, like cult alumni, Cass and uh, featuring also Sherry. Uh, but the whole point is a group of carnies are traveling uh, to their next spot. And on Halloween night, they get abducted by this random group of people who uh, put them in a death maze. And they have to either survive or get murdered by the various heads that uh live in this that well that kill people in this uh maze it was one of those you know i have shutter and when it first came out it was you know like one of the shutter exclusives and i was like oh i didn't even realize this was a thing and so i ended up watching it and uh loved it you know every other time if i'm just need random noise i'll put 31 on and then just go about doing my domestic chores I just think hard about it, but um, I would choose Gates of Hell, also known as City of the Living Dead, by Lucio Falci, because I felt like I needed a Falci film on here, because he's just one of those directors where, I, I guess one could call him an auteur, in that you watch his movies and you really know, like, this is a fucking Falci movie, and... And it just has its own way of doing things. And I know some people really hate him because of that, but, you know, because things can... Dialogue can get really weird, and... Whoa. Wood coming into the eyes and zombie, and so on. That's a bit painful. But... That's this is overall my, style. Hmm? That's always been my downfall with Fulci movies. It's always the eyes. I just really enjoy the the interplay of like the just the doom and gloom along with the music and the oppressive atmosphere of Falchi movies, and that's why I enjoy him a lot. So my number two pick is House of the Devil. Uh, it came out in two thousand nine. It was written and directed by Ty West, and uh, it wasn't his first movie. He had had a couple of movies uh, before that, I do believe. But um, The House of the Devil, the Devil is really good. It's uh, one of those newer movies that, like a throwback to 80s horror movies, especially like, this is definitely like one of those satanic panic type films. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I love this movie. It has a very small cast. Um, and the basic... The plot of the movie is, you know, there's a young girl. She is in college. She desperately needs money, like all college students do, you know, for bills and stuff like that. And she sees a flyer for a babysitting job at, you know, on Halloween. 
so she calls and, and, you know, they answer, they, they offer her like, you know, two, I think it was like 200 or $300. Just, it was an offer that she couldn't refuse for, you know, babysitting all night, you know, from there it's, it's, it's all psychological at, at that point, you know, like the atmosphere of the movie, even to the, like the jump scares that aren't really even jump scare and it's just like normal stuff. And one of the other things I thought was great too, is that lended to the atmosphere of the movie was uh, Halloween night. And they have like this great uh, hosted horror show on the television with uh, a guy hosting a horror movie, but no, it's definitely, I love that one. And uh, I thought it was great for, you know, coming out in 2009, but just totally capturing the essence of those, you know, eighties films. Mm -hmm. Which is an era I loved very much. Films. Oh, and I should mention too, uh, Tom Noonan is in it. And it also uses that whole uh, thing that, you know, like, oh, based on true events mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know, even though it's as based on true events as much as, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or, you know, the Amityville Horror are. It's a good attention grabber there. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, uh, if you haven't checked this movie out, you should give it a watch. And uh, yeah. Oh, Cemetery Man. And um, you'll notice behind me have it i can point to it about there i originally bought i had to like track this down i bought um a, a movie or a version with the italian t- title della morte della more on ebay which was like a bootleg with a you know computer printer cover and things because i couldn't find it because you know that that was just the culture in these days you know in the early oos when you couldn't find a horror movie, you searched it. You couldn't torrent it, you know? Right, right. So, you know, sometimes you'd go on eBay and you'd buy, like, shady versions of, of the things. But that's that's the way you saw them sometimes, and you know. I always went to this uh, flea market in Ohio, and there was always, like, a couple tents at least that had like various bootleg movies and some of them were on DVD yep. and uh, yeah. But yes, um, Cemetery Man, um, it has Rupert Everett with this like sort of weird sidekick and, you know, and there's this woman and, you know, uh, well, it, it's just so messed up, you know, and, and his friend, I, I just like the quote when his friend is in the, hospital and he's like he pulls the ventilator or whatever out the oxygen and he's like shit everything is shit the only thing that's not shitty is sleep you know and then like they shoot up the hospital and things and it's just like a a wild ride basically it's just sort of very crazy and as death you know an incarnation of death and That's what I like about that. Yeah, it's definitely... I had fun with it. Yes, yeah, it's a bizarre ending. And the whole thing is bizarre. <laughs> All right, so my number one pick is... Uh, yes, we're at the number one. And my pick goes to The Witch. Uh, 2015. And... Um, it's like, I don't even know where to start yeah. with this movie. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that, too. 
this uh, for me i i don't it it, it just it, it hit horror perfection for me it had the atmosphere and you know and they did great by doing all the period set pieces even down to the uh the dialect and everything like and and that caught me off guard when i first you know i i came into this i didn't even know what i was watching it was like oh you know there's a new movie on amazon i'm gonna watch this and uh yeah but no um i even have to credit the the, the child actors and and i don't mean like the uh oh what's her name anna taylor joy who plays thomason i'm talking about the other kids like the the younger the scene with the brother i i just i really think that is some of the best acting i've ever seen out of child actor mm -hmm. like i'm sorry like you sorry linda blair there's a new kid on the block and that kid did great mm -hmm. he did so good but uh yeah so you know the general idea if you're not familiar with the movie is you know a puritan family uh ends up getting kind of shunned from their community and they go out to start their own farm and uh their entire lives in existence are just shitty it's shitty and of course that means it's the fault of witches when when your life goes shitty it's it's the witch's fault um however some weird things start to happen that you know kind of make you go hmm you know maybe maybe it is the witches uh once you know we have the disappearance of the baby which is another great scene you know like i wasn't even expecting that like oh god the baby's gone mm -hmm. um and and yeah even like the the ending it's it's just uh, down to the very end and you know thomason wasn't you know she wasn't setting out to be bad you know she was she was kind of pushed in into that position where after dealing with this insanity with your your religion crazy family uh being a witch is a way better uh, alternative so but yeah it's still it will it is my number one pick um I, my cat actually got his name from that movie black philip and uh yeah no i loved it the the atmosphere was great the set everything about it it was it was there's nothing i would change i think it's the first movie i've watched in a long time where i just was like i i can't i can't find any flaws with it it gave me nothing to complain about which is good and this is gonna be a weird choice but i have as number one i have david cronenberg's adaptation of naked lunch and this is for personal reasons rather than being <laughs> the best horror movie <laughs> But You're like, I like it, damn it. It's an I like it, damn it. Because, um, well, I just needed some Cronenberg body horror on here at some point, for sure. And also because of how much I like William S. Burroughs' writing. And when the two come together, also, um, is it Peter pure? Weller? Yes, thank you. Oh, yes. Anyway, Peter Weller as the main character, which is based loosely on Burroughs' life. And I watched... I'll have to edit that in. The name of whatever documentary on, on Burroughs that I just watched that was 
narrated by Peter Weller, but there was a and but yeah, I watched a documentary recently with Peter Weller in it, and it was just like so awesome how he got into the character and how he and just the, stories of inter- his interactions with Burroughs. Right, I think he definitely did uh, good with what he had. And, and or, enjoyed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I enjoyed the the special effects, except that actually, um, speaking of doing good with what they had, they <laughs> ran out of money on that on the scene of Julian Sands like turning into a centipede in a bird cage. That's why it looks so bad. So I never knew that before. I don't know if I heard that on the like Criterion text. Yeah, I thought there was like a bunch of production problems Mm -hmm. that had plagued that movie. Yeah, but that was one like problem with the special effects. But overall, I just like the sort of the marriage of Cronenberg and Burroughs. I think um, Peter Weller did good with what. See, this is something that I put on in the background. I mean, I thought about saying Videodrome, but. I'm like, no. She is an agent of no, I'm going to have to say Naked Lunch. And I always forget that Peter Weller is Robocop. I always remember, like, when I think of Naked Lunch, I always think of Julian Sands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I remember Julian Sands in that Warlock uh, very vividly. But, yeah, I always kind of sometimes just forget Peter Weller. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Robocop. Oh. People having sex with typewriters, I mean. <laughs> that is like a, I, I'm just gonna talk about Cronenberg for a minute because like I have to admit like I'm not always the biggest Cronenberg fan, and it, here's why: it's not that I dislike him; it's not that I think his stuff is bad. That's not the case. It's that his liter literally his movies end up grossing me out. Mm-hmm. Like, I still I watch The Fly like this. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh. I just I cannot, and it's like. And it's good though, and it's it, it's kind of great because he does totally nail the whole body horror thing. And one of my favorite movies of his is actually uh, The Shivers, which was like his old like VD horror, you know. And I don't know if you've ever if you're familiar with that one, but like I love that Cronenberg movie. But I gotta hand it to him, man. His movies are gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's what I like about him. Yes, yes, and and that that's absolutely, you know, like I'm, I, I'm like, you know, I I get I've watched so many horror movies and so have you, to the point where you know after a while you just get like totally desensitized to it. But when when I can like it, it, you know watch a certain movie and it still makes me go ew, you're 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 doing good, and it's still that's one thing that. Cronenberg, any Cronenberg movie, there's at least going to be a couple scenes where I'm like, oh, I can't watch, <laughs> you know, and, and I love him for it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to follow us on YouTube.